This morning when I got here, or we got here, Linda and I, I sat down at my desk and um, just felt like that what I had put together yesterday just wasn't what I was released to share. There were other pieces that were coming and flowing in, in and out of my heart as I thought about today. And I want to read this passage out of Exodus 13, starting with verse 17. When Pharaoh let the people go, God didn't lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though that was the shorter route. God thought, if the people have to fight and face a test, they'll run back to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the Red Sea and the desert. And the Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took with him Joseph's bones, just as Joseph had made Israel's sons promise when he said to them, when God takes care of you, you must carry my bones out of here with you. And so they set out from Sukkoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. And the Lord went in front of them during the day in a column of cloud to guide them, and at night in a column of lightning to give them light. This way, they could travel during the day and at night. The column of cloud during the day and the column of lightning at night never left its place in front of the people. Yesterday, I was thinking about last week's sermon, how life has its seasons. And we live in those seasons, and sometimes we live in between seasons. Yesterday was one of those seasons where it was a time to cry and a time to laugh. Now, that's a little bit of a misnomer, because yesterday afternoon I went to visit with uh, Dan and Lisa and a couple other of Lisa's friends, Deborah Seuss and Sheila Hoyer were in there, and um, we were laughing. Like some of you said, she kept asking, what did I do this morning? Which kind of set me back because it was Saturday morning. I all of a sudden felt like I should have been doing something. But <laughs> So I came up with something and just made it up. But there was laughing. But as I went out to the car and got ready for the rest of my day, there was also a little bit of crying. But then I had to put my game face on because I was going to do a wedding that afternoon. So I had a season of crying and a season of laughing. And as I was driving that drive from Greensboro to Statesville where the wedding was held, I realized that life really is lived in the in-between. Sometimes it's lived at the extremes, but it's very rarely lived always at the extremes. It's always at the in-between. Somewhere in between laughing and crying, somewhere in between, between living and dying, somewhere in between brokenness and healing, somewhere in between hurting and forgiving, sometimes somewhere in between understanding and confusion. I meet a lot of people in that space. Somewhere in between understanding and confusion. I don't get this. Why did this happen? Why do these things happen? Sometimes I don't know. Because sometimes I'm in that same space as well. Sometimes it's in between certainty and doubt. But here was, here's what I began to realize. It's in the in-between that we experience the highs and lows of life. 
the testing and the triumph of life, but it's also in that in-between that we experience the depth of God in our life. I came to realize that the wilderness journey is one of living in that great in-between, as I just read in this passage. I like to call it in-between the deliverance of them as a people of God and their destiny as the people of God. Out of Egypt into the promised land. But in between that deliverance and destiny was what? One huge, great, big wilderness. One huge, great, big journey. One huge, great, big in-between. I think sometimes that's how our lives are. That's what our journey is here on this earth. It's in that in-between. From the time that we are born to the time that we are die, we live in between and we live in that wilderness and sometimes that journey. It's interesting that passage said that God took them by the roundabout way. There was a shorter way. And I figured that must have been a guy leading them because they wanted to go the shorter way. That's always what I want to do. There was a shorter way, but it says God took them by the roundabout way. And it's interesting because God knew there were battles ahead. God knew that there were testings ahead. And in one sense, God said, they're just not ready to face these battles. If we go immediately into them, it's not going to work out well. So God took them on a much longer way called the roundabout way to prepare their soul and their heart as individuals and as a people. Now, I don't know about you. But my life sometimes feels it's going on the roundabout way. I'm back where I started. I'm lost. I can't find the right turn. I'm finally headed in the right direction. I just lost my way. Sometimes we do it to ourselves. Friday night I went to this wedding there in Statesville and had my GPS on. And I had looked on the map on the internet where this place was. And so I knew visually where it was. As I got closer and closer, my, internet, my GPS was telling me something different. And I just knew my GPS was wrong. So as I traveled on the highway on 40, I decided I'm going to go my own way because this GPS is wrong. As I got closer and closer to my exit, I couldn't find my exit because the road construction had completely shut it off. If my GPS could laugh at me, it would have, but it didn't. Lo and behold, my GPS was right all the time. And so it just kept saying, recalculating, you jerk, recalculating, <laughs> you jerk. And I finally got on the right way. And part of that is just simply this. Sometimes the roundabout way is of my own making, my choices. Sometimes the roundabout way is my own stubbornness, but sometimes the roundabout way is just life. When I got to the wedding, I guess part of what made me think about this was all the people I met. It's amazing what people will share with you at a wedding when you're waiting for the wedding party to have their picture taken and all they're eating is hors d'oeuvres. They find out you're a minister and you get everything from confessions to questions to people thinking that you work there and can they move the chairs and where are the bathrooms. And so for the next hour, I just sat and drank lemonade, and people came up to me, and the, the DJ, he shared about his marriage, his broken marriage, everything that had happened, and how he had gotten right with the Lord. And I, I said, this is great. This is great. I talked with people who had sons and daughters who were struggling. People came up to me and pointed out to people and said, you know, that person right now, they just are on probation. And 
everything. And as I sat there, I thought, wow. In between is where life is lived. And people struggle and they journey. And they do the best they can to make it through. And sometimes they do. Most of the time they do. Sometimes people don't always. But the courage and the humanity and the reality of it all, and here they were just trying to make it through. Life is lived in that in-between. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it's beautiful. And most of the time in my life, I can attest to this, it's a beautiful mess. It is a beautiful mess. Because you have the tenderness and the rawness of real life. But in that mess, you have the beauty of God's grace and God's presence and God's love and God's guidance and friends and family and people coming around you and meeting people who will forever change your life, meeting people you will never forget. So sometimes it is a beautiful mess. And when that happens, you know you have been in the presence of God. You know, as we find ourselves living in that in-between, at the end of this passage, I take heart in this, I really do. Here they are, the Israelites, on this roundabout way, trying to figure life out, scared half to death. Bondage is sometimes a lot easier than freedom. At least in bondage, you know what the rules are. In freedom, it's up to you to make the choices and trust God. But it's a better way to live. The Lord went in front of them during the day in a column of cloud to guide them, and at night in a column of lightning to, lightning to give them light. This way, they could travel during the day and at night. The column of cloud during the day and the column of lightning at night never left its place in front of the people. God never leaves God's place in front of us. We may be three steps behind. We may be five steps behind. We may be so far back in life's journey and the spiritual journey, we think God doesn't even know where we are. But God has never left God's place in front of us, leading and guiding. We may have to catch up a bit, but God is still there. God is still present. God is still in front of us through all of this. We're not lost. We're not going in the wrong direction. We're not alone. God is still in front of us and always will be. Yep, those in-between times, they can be a, a mess. Sometimes it's just a beautiful mess. It's where we are. Sometimes it's who we are, but God is with us in the midst of it.